Hi, welcome to church today. The message you're about to listen to came from a recent gathering at our church. Be encouraged as you enjoy this message. Thank you. I want to say something that happened to me during this morning's worship, which was so great. Maybe not. Do you want to stay? You can if you want. I don't care. We're going to go in and out of the spirit. Oh, you told them to leave? Well, if you told them to leave, then you have to leave. But I was doing the worship, was quickened. Perhaps you can put up Psalm 100, verse 4. This is not what I'm going to share. I've got a word on my heart for you all. But um, I was thinking about how we're transitioning from one place to another. And for some of us, it's difficult because there's, when you step out from the familiar, certain people look at you a certain way, but they don't necessarily know you like God knows you. Amen? So we're moving out of the familiar. We're moving from the ordinary to the unfamiliar, if you like. And there's going to be familiar places there once we get there. We're not quite there in our heads yet. So in Psalm 100, verse 4, there it is up there from the Amplified, I kept thinking about the password, it says in the Message Bible, at God's gate is thank you. So some of you who had a hard time feeling his presence during the week or not when we're all together and we're like-minded, and like Rod said, we, we so love you all. Maybe we don't express it, the only, maybe we only express it the way we know you know, which is kind of limited to our sphere. But you just start saying thank you. You just start saying thank you. Last night, there were a lot of fireworks going off in the back of our house in Camberwell. And my little Bessie dog, my little girl dog, she was shaking so bad. She was shuddering and shaking. And I started saying, thank you, God, thank you, God, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Her heart, I put my hand on her and her heart was racing. I mean, the fear that was hitting her and the fireworks that were going off were flashing in our skylight sort of window in the mirror on our closets, these Ikea closet things we have where we cram all our clothes in. And uh, she was just shaking. And I was saying, thank you, thank you, God. You know, show me what to do. And so when he showed me, I'm like, I don't want to do that. God shows you what to do, and you're like, I don't want to do that. That's not very comfortable. But anyway, he showed me to pick her up and go downstairs. I didn't want to go downstairs. I was done with the day. I was done with that part of the day. So I went downstairs thinking that the fireworks would be less downstairs in the front, but actually they were still loud down there, and she shook for about another half an hour. So... I'm saying all of that to say this. When you start saying thank you, God will show you what to do. Now, I have this word that came on my heart in uh, while we were in Poland, actually. Humble. It's not like the greatest word for the month. Actually, I write, um, Bobby showed you this. I write a scripture prayer every month. I've been doing it for a long time about how to stay focused. I've got a lot of stuff up here this month. And basically, 
being humble, having a culture of humility means that you're going to be honoring to others. So really the word is honor more than humble, but it's going to require humility. Okay? So I'm going to talk about honor. I'm, I, I feel like God wants us to move on. We had an amazing time in the States. and I went to a service with my granddaughter at uh, Bethel. It was great. I thought of you, Sophie. It was like so special there. The whole air was filled with this amazing honoring. And I remember just sitting there thinking, oh, this is so what we need in London. So much pride, so much, you know, kind of control of, of man and, and women and human control. And I realized that when God, for whatever reason, took me up out of my body in 1978 and I was taken up into heaven. The resurrection power of God came into my spirit and I was taken up into heaven and I saw, if you want to go to Daniel 7, you can see thousands upon thousands who just worshipped Jesus. And I was deeply touched, deeply touched by just the extraordinary honor of heaven and the humility. Nobody thought it was their great strength or their great gifting because it all comes from God. Everybody was just like, gosh, they were just so in love with him. And I really have lived that for these odd 35 years up there. Why, does, why are we always down here trying to get everything happy down here? Why don't we just focus more on the, on the other gateway. Why don't we go through that gate? So I feel like God's given us a really amazing assignment in this church to be able to go through the gate saying thank you. So I pray that you shift this morning as we go into this new, we're already in this new season actually, but I pray that you just in your heart you know, the trembling stops and just like I comforted little Bessie last night it took her about 30 minutes to calm down. She was just shaking really big time. You know, let's stop the shaking in our hearts and let's move into this place of extraordinary honor because he is the redeemer. He is our healer. We actually believe. We actually believe. So um, anyway... I'm going to read something from Romans 8 to start with. This is from the Message Bible. I made a note of it on my notes. Romans 8:29. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, okay? Oh, it's up there, good. Okay. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. Wow. You know, there's such a feeling in our atmosphere of expectancy. I think we're all very expectant, aren't we? We know something big is about to happen, and we're, like, expectant for it to happen. But I just want to say to you, don't jump the gun. God's got an amazing plan and a structure 
within his freedom. And what I noticed about heaven was that there were hundreds of thousands of thousands of people worshiping Jesus, but it wasn't like, there was nothing out of order. There was nobody getting offended. There was nobody getting shook up. People really had real authentic compassion for one another. And I really believe that God doesn't want us to have lip service. He really wants our hearts. And he wants it in a way that he's, he's seen our lip service. He's seen our performance and all that stuff. But he really wants our heart to be changed, to be more like him. So as we learn to honor him, as we learn to let him craft us into this powerful place of honoring, I want you to think about the power of honoring and let your light shine in ways it hasn't shone before. Okay? Because that's the gospel. You know, I don't know about you, but God just... Well, I do know about you in that sense because he gives us a revelation and he's giving us great revelation to pray. And we just really thank God for these mantles to minister to you and to let you know that we love you, we believe in you. It's okay to make a mistake. You have permission to dream. When I, when I switch off from my, quote, role or position or whatever you think I should be, I'm me, and I'm free to be me, and God loves it when I'm me. He's like, you know, I thought, oh, I shouldn't wear trainers to church this morning. I thought, well, why not? My feet are comfortable. (laughs) Why do I have to look like a pastor's wife? I didn't marry a pastor. I married Rod. Hello. (laughs) Amen. Amen, I'm not complaining. So, you know, don't think about coming to church to be religious and don't think about church, about coming to have a church experience. Come and have a God encounter. Come and be comfortable. Come and be free. Come and be free to leave the familiar. Maybe you have, maybe you've been standing in faith for a long time for your financial blessing, for your position. But you know what? Get your heart right in that and start honoring him. And, and there's so many ways to honor God. You, you, I can't tell you all your own ways to honor him, but you know. What are the places and the things that you're doing that aren't honoring God? Sure, maybe with our money, honor God with the first fruit of your increase. You know, you, you hear me say week after week about the generosity God is expecting from us. He expects us to be cheerful, prompt to do it, givers. He expects us to be kind and generous. Sometimes, like I told you, I had that $50 note given to me a couple of weeks back, and I wanted to give it to my grandson, but God said, no, I've got plans. See, God's got plans for you. So it's about this whole surrendering. It's about this whole... I mean, of course, we're going to be really sad to see Anne go. But, you know, we have to accept it because God's got better things for Anne and for us. Just when we get, just when we get dependent on a person, they flip out. And then we have to just 
cast all of our care on God and we have to do what he says to do. All right? So I want to say, please say thank you to God for what you do have. And go into the next realm. Move forward. Okay? I have a new little journal book with a key on it. I'm going to set it down because what I've written in it is not what I want to teach. Oh, my gosh. This is a tiny little shelf up here. Thank you, husband. (laughs) Oh, come on. Just lighten up a bit. It's okay. It's okay. So I was in Daniel, but now I'm going to go somewhere else. So... This thing of honor, this thing of respect for others, respect for their gifting, respect for who they are. But really what happened was a friend of mine, most of my friends live around the world. They don't live next door. I guess it uh, comes with the territory. Most of my friends are in other nations and other places. So I kind of don't worry about it. But one of my friends rang yesterday from Los Angeles and she said, something about the children, and I'd been, if we can go to Ephesians 6, I had been thinking about children. And I've been thinking about children a lot lately because when I grew up, we didn't have mobile phones. My grandchildren, they're all on their phones all the time, so I do feel a bit like the old fogey. But Ephesians 6, in the first verses, it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord as his representatives. Well, this is just and right. Verse 2 says, honor, esteem, and value as precious your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. That is so powerful. She's adorable. That all may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So when I grew up, I didn't have cartoons. Actually, I wasn't allowed. We had I think the first television on our street. So we had a television and it was on at 7.30. I don't know if any of you remember this. BBC was on at 7.30 and the guy used to come on. Yeah, it was a little old 14 inch and that was huge. It's no good you whining to me about you want a 55. You've already got a 55 inch. What do you want a bigger one? (laughs) Our whole living room is taken up now by the television screen, but we're not having a bigger one. We don't need a bigger one. We've got three. No, you pray all you want. (laughs) God loves me too. Because he has a screen. But anyway, all those years ago, I, I grew up, you know, without the television set and I was allowed to watch it. But there's a bonding that happens with children, fathers, mothers. There's something that happens. And I, and I began to recognize that the children of our days grew up with a certain respect. A certain honoring. Huh? What? I'm not being religious. I'm just telling you, the children today are quite different. They're on their screens. They're making up words out of our language. I remember when Jamie first said, Dad, that's not cool. And Rod was like, honey, we invented cool. He was like, you guys are old fogies. Because we, we took him to Spain and he said, you know, Rod said to, to Jamie, what do you think of being with us then? So Jamie said, not bad for being with old fogies. 
I think we were about 50 then or something, and we were just in shock. We just looked at each other. Maybe we, no, maybe, we, I think we were 50 then. I don't remember. But anyway, all I'm saying is it was so dishonoring. It was so dishonoring. Old fogies, and we think we're hip and cool, and we're driving, taking the little brat to Spain. Oh, I know, it was. It was really difficult. But, you know, it's amazing because we've been with our kids in the last month or two and our grandkids, and it's, it's amazing to see the ones with the word in them who are honoring and respecting. But you, you know the minute the plane took off, like Kelsey was probably saying, Phew, thank God they've gone. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're not stupid. Our kids are a different generation. But I believe one of the things that God would have us do in this culture of honor is to be, if you like, honorable before the younger ones who are growing up to teach them how to respect God, how to respect marriage, how to respect money, how to esteem others, not think about yourself. You know, because so many times... You know, even in marriage, we're like, well, it has to be my way or it's no way. (laughs) But that's not true. We made a commitment. So we have to ride through the rough water and the rough places. So I just wanted to say about the children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, for some of you, you look at Rod and I as a mum and dad in the Lord, and that's fine. We endeavor to be representatives of Christ. We're just human, though. You know, we make mistakes. No, you don't. (laughs) Please pray for me. (laughs) Honor, verse 2, esteem and value as precious your father and your mother. That is the first commandment with a promise. You know, one thing I noticed about heaven was that, and that's where we're going One thing I noticed was the honor, the honor of space, the honor of not, I don't know, it's like Jesus is the lamp of the world. He is the lamp of heaven. He is the king of kings. Hallelujah. And I just, you notice things, you know. So my prayer today is that you have a shift of heart and a shift of mind and a shift in thinking this month about the Redeemer. Our Redeemer honors us. He respects us. It's quite extraordinary that he chooses us to share good news and to become like Jesus. It's, it's extraordinary. It's just extraordinary, really. So, you know, sometimes I think I cannot possibly walk in this calling. I cannot possibly walk in this anointing because I need some help. So God knows what help I need. He knows what help you need. He knows what you need. And as you make these adjustments and these changes, please don't mess up. Please pray for grace. Please pray for God's wisdom. Please exercise the grace that God has given you to step in and go through the gate and say, thank you for what I do have. 
Thank you, I can be myself. Thank you, I don't have to match somebody's expectation of what my position is. Just thank you for helping me fill it with you. All right? So I've got, oh, there's something like 250-odd scriptures on honor, but I don't want to go through all those because we want to do something today, and I want to keep it short. Because God's got a way of framing our lives and he keeps bringing it back even rod brought a scripture this morning about children i kept thinking why would you be so intent on the children because i believe we need to pray for our children we need to pray for how they come into church and they're educated they're embraced they're nurtured i know when it first started with me i was first filled with the spirit and Jamie used to come home from school. We lived in Los Angeles at the time. And every day he would come home and it would be like a demon. And in the end, I asked the Lord after about a week or two of this, I thought, well, I'm, you know, I was a single parent. I'm fed up with this. He said, lay hands on him. And I used to lay hands on him when he'd come in the door from school and just break whatever it was that had been on him at school, the unbelief particularly, because... I had gone to this place where God was just with me. And I thought every Christian was there. I thought every church was there. I thought every pastor, every, I don't know, person in leadership, like, was into where Jesus was. But that wasn't true. That wasn't true. People were hung up on their lives, their natural lives. They were focusing on things below. They were focusing on what they didn't have. They were... Oh, I don't know. It was just, it was horrible to me. It wasn't that different to the Rolling Stones. You've heard me say it before. They were the church groupies. It was like, what have I come into? And sometimes, sometimes I'd hear the Holy Spirit saying to me, I'm not even there. You know, they'd have so many announcements. I remember there was one kind of meeting and I won't mention the name, but I'd go and they'd have 45 minutes of, uh, announcements and finally you just think there's just no anointing here well you know they didn't know it wasn't what I'm saying is I believe God's called us to a very high mark okay as a body as a church in London I know we're moving around big deal you know God's more concerned with our hearts than he is with our heads And when it comes to the knowledge of the word, it's fine to know a ton of knowledge, but it's doing it. It's who can you honor today? Who can you, how can you be more honoring? How can you be more honorable? How, you know, sometimes you just have to live your life and doesn't mean everybody sees it, but God doesn't miss a trick. Often I think, well, talk about a shift from where it used to be to where it is now. Things have really changed, but things are changing. Children aren't being taught to respect mother and father because some children grow up with a mother and a mother or a father and a father. Hello? What, and God doesn't love? Yes, he loves because he is love. Does he like it all? No, he doesn't like it all. Are we old fogies? Yes, probably. A voice crying in the wilderness. But never mind, we'll just keep crying. We'll keep having our set-apart days and our Sundays and our chosen times to go and get with him and say, I want to honor you. 
First of all, how can you honor God more? That's the bottom line. I can only honor God by being who I am and doing what I'm called to do by living my dream. I have to do that. I have to step out of the familiar and I have to say, okay, I can't do it, but you can. And let the glory come and let it fall and let it flow and let the river flow. And pray when I don't feel like praying. And admonish when I don't feel like admonishing. And and step forward when I don't feel like stepping forward. And do what God's called me to do. Because I believe this nation has got a voice in the world. And when I was in America, I felt like England was just so diminished. And it really annoyed me. It frustrated me. I kept saying, I haven't heard anything about England, about the UK. And it was like, I have nothing against America. I love America. It's my second home, for goodness sake. But I didn't like being there, seeing the projection of this little UK. Hey, we've got a voice, guys. We've got a determination. We've got a spirit on the inside of us from heaven to be of those of fortitude, to be those of strength, to be those ones like Isaiah 28, 6 talks about. You turn the battle at the gate. What kind of battle? I don't know. You name it. <laughs> Life is a battle. Just when you think it's going smoothly, something else pops up. Some weeks you get deluged by battles and warfare. But it's warfare. So what do you do? You learn to govern. And how do you govern? By being honoring by being honorable. I don't, I don't want to go and do some of the things I know I'm supposed to do. I don't have a, oh gosh, let me just do that. It's just humiliating. And like, is this ever going to end? Yeah, it will. Just do the right thing. You see, so there's a password at his gate. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who's banging the door? Is that George? Come on, we need to pray for George Hammer. (laughs) Father, we thank you for George Hammer and his generous heart. We give you praise. We thank you. Wow, in the whole of London, you've given us a benefactor who lets us use these buildings. That's great. And Gosha, did you tell me he's from Poland? Yeah, I emailed him yesterday. You know, it's time to, like, address some things. It's time to, like, be who we are. It's time to say thank you. It's time to be honoring. You thank God for the gift of Rod, huh? Yeah, I know he's funny and he's a handful to live with. (laughs) But you are. (laughs) Sometimes I feel very lonely. And we fight each other back and forth. But, you know, he knows the word. I know the word. You should be around our house sometimes. woo <laughs> But anyway, I pray that we're going to be so honoring. I pray that we're going to step into a place that we've never stepped into before. Because one thing I noticed at Bethel, everybody's very honoring. I noticed that in Poland. They're very good in Poland. You're very good, you guys. You know, we might know the rules a bit more, but (laughs) excuse us.
excuse us. So I just want to say, please keep the children on your hearts. I don't want to go into a great long teaching thing. I just want us to say thank you to God for the children in our lives. In the name of Jesus Christ, that Father, we will teach them to obey their mothers and fathers in in the Lord in you and their natural mothers and fathers and that all negatives will just be erased and sucked up in your love that in Jesus name we'll have a blessed future a blessed generation rising up we believe you've really enjoyed this message For further information, visit www.commonwealthchurch.org and feel free to join us on any Sunday 